Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. It is Monday, the final day of August. And right off the top, I want to thank all of you for making August the best month in the history of Outkick. We have been absolutely dominant in all facets. We're going to finish up August with 10 million readers on the website this month. That's the most that has ever happened. We're going to finish up with millions of podcast downloads. I think we're going to get into the tens of millions of video views. We are just now starting to hit our stride. I want to thank all of you for supporting us in such an incredible way. And also, in particular, I want to give a shout out to everybody watching this right now on YouTube where we added an extraordinary 25,000 subscribers over the past few days on YouTube. It's unbelievable. We're going to be passing 100,000 YouTube subscribers soon. The feedback has been unbelievable. We're going to be doing soon a million video views a day on YouTube alone, which is flat out unbelievable. Uh, All right, so we have got a lot to dive into here, but I want to tell you the best way you can sign up to support OutKick is to become and OutKick VIP. Go to OutKick.com You get an autographed copy of my book. I am told the books are finally going to be arriving from publishers and we should have thousands of them going out in short order. We have got all the shipping labels ready. If you've already signed up for an OutKick VIP, yes, I am signing all of these books myself and they will be headed to you in short order. I'm telling you, it is going to be awesome to be a VIP. Get to comment on all the articles. OutKick VIP message board. I believe next week for a limited number of OutKick VIPs we're going to invite you to come watch the kickoff of the NFL season with Jason Whitlock and myself. Uh, Again, going to be a sort of lottery style invite for Nashville area crew next Thursday. We're going to have special events. You're going to be able to call the OutKick VIP phone line. It's an incredible deal. Get signed up now. You also get exclusive Zoom calls weekends from Jason Whitlock and from myself. So a lot to get to there. But I want to say right off the start, I am ecstatic. I am thrilled. I am beyond belief. Just totally over the moon that college football is officially back. The Corona Bros took one on the chin. Big, fat losers when toe met leather and the ball went sailing through the air for Central Arkansas and Austin P. I loved seeing all the Corona Bros in the sports media tweeting about watching college football after they've been trying to get it canceled for months. They were crying in their basements. I told Darren Ravel, king of the Corona Bros, when he tweeted out that he was watching college football. Wait a minute, buddy. Are you watching college football six feet distanced from your television screen with a mask on in your basement? Because otherwise you're not being safe enough You pathetic loser Corona Bros. Big fat L's for all of them. They tried to get college football canceled. And except for the idiots in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Mountain West and the MAC, they failed. In fact, I want to share with you some of the greatest hits of the Corona Bros in college football media. We begin with Pat Forty. Prominent industry source. I think by the end of the week, Fall sports will be postponed in all conferences. That was Pat Forty on August 8th. Pete Thamel from Sports Illustrated, by the way. Pete Thamel writes uh, at Yahoo Sports, 
Pessimism in college football has spiraled to fatalism. Time to face reality. Quote, no one is playing college football in the fall. By the way, no actual definition of who was quoted. Anonymous sources, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Uh, How about Dan Wolken? Everything that loser has tweeted for months, all crying Corona Bro losers, his entire Twitter feed was a dumpster fire. Breaking news story from Sports Illustrated. Nationwide conference meetings this week are expected to result in the postponement of the 2020 college football season and all fall sports. Quote, we've got work to do. That's no fun. That was on August 9th. Uh, All different sorts. Bomani Jones, as I call him, PC Bromani, said, I can't see there being any football this fall on his podcast. There is a lot... But our good buddy Mike Florio uh, who has filled his website with racist and sexist and homophobic commentary including insults against people that he works with in years past. He said, the people who will complain the loudest about no college football season are also the people most responsible for that outcome. Wear it, you loser, Florio. College football season is here despite what losers like you tried to make happen, there are so many different losers in the Corona Bro who all took it right on the chin when Central Arkansas kicked off against Austin P. I absolutely loved it because I have worked as hard as anybody in media to try and make sure that you and me and the players and the coaches and the fans and the, uh, and the moms and the dads and the grandmas and the grandpas and everybody out there is able to watch college football and I believe we have won the battle and at some point in time in years to come I'm going to tell you about all the battle that I did for you guys to try to make sure college football happens but I want all of those Corona Bro losers to have to wear their failure on their chest. They should have to wear Corona Bro t-shirts to every game that they go cover. Every coach, every player should know that they fought as hard as they could to spread the news that the season should be canceled. And let me just tell you this right now. I have never been and I never will be an anonymous source in a story. If I believe it, I come out and I tell you the Big Ten, all those anonymous sources were coming out of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to try to force everybody else to cancel their season to make it seem like there was no option to fight on. I got to give Trevor Lawrence credit. I got to give Justin Fields credit. I got to give a lot of coaches, administrators who saw what was happening and finally raised up their voice and said no. With the exception of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 everybody with any intestinal fortitude at all is playing officially FBS football kicks off on Thursday next week major conference college football is underway God bless America and God bless college football I loved it the Corona Bros took it on the chin All right, there's a lot of stories that happen these days and I see them happen and I say hey let's just wait and see what the facts actually are before we all overreact and decide based on a 15 or 20 second video what actually happened. Let's take a step back and actually contemplate 
the real stories and see what exactly happened. And what's amazing to me is when the real story actually comes out nobody covers it. Let me give you some examples in sports of late. LeBron James says there's racist graffiti on his gate. The LA Police Department investigates, finds that there is no evidence that occurred no crime occurred and nobody ever covers the fact that there's no evidence it ever happened. Everybody covers it immediately. Michael Bennett said he was racially discriminated against by Las Vegas police. A hundred different video cameras come out none of which corroborate Michael Bennett's story. It vanishes after being the lead story on NFL broadcast for uh, substantial amounts of time. And now with Jacob Blake Major League Baseball NBA MLS NHL they all cancel playoff games over this guy. And then the story comes out wait a minute Jacob Blake showed up at a woman's house who had accused him of felony sexual assault. She picked up the phone called 911 and had the police come to her house because she was afraid of Jacob Blake and what he might do to her. The police then show up at her house. They know that he has a felony warrant outstanding. They attempt to actually arrest him. He fights with police puts one of them in a headlock is able to shrug off tasers walks around the car picks up a knife and then gets shot. And NFL players now may put their name on, have, have started to put his name on their jersey. WNBA players spelled out his name. Think about the irony of this. WNBA players spelled out the name on their court in t-shirts of a man who was called the police on by another woman their same age who's accused him of sexual assault. MLS, NBA, Major League Baseball Drew Brees put his name on his helmet. This is shameful and it is pathetic and do you know that the only place in all of sports that actually wrote and shared these facts from the Department of Justice in Wisconsin was OutKick. All of these huge media sites ran with the idea that Jacob Blake was 100% innocent and had done nothing wrong and when the actual truth came out none of them shared any of that. Now, you can argue about whether he was shot too many times and that is something the Department of Justice and the DA can review and determine whether or not charges should be filed. But the idea that this guy got executed or assassinated or shot for no reason or that he was somehow a peacemaker is a total and complete lie. And everybody who spread it in the media particularly the sports media all of the athletes all of them should be ashamed and so should all of the media figures who didn't share any of the details of what happened in Kenosha and instead have left their listeners believing that Jacob Blake is still a martyr. All I say is what matters is the facts, the facts, the facts. And so often we are not willing to wait for the most basic facts and sports is the worst because we have a bunch of guys and girls who aren't that well informed who just sit around on their social media accounts 
looking at viral videos. They don't actually know anything about the justice system by and large. They don't actually know anything about the larger context in which these incidents happen. And sports shut down for a guy who was accused of sexual assault and for a guy that a black woman called police for to protect her from him. This is just lunacy and yet again the story bubbles up everybody jumps on the mob and then the story comes out more details and the story just actually vanishes. There is no accountability. There are very few people in media hardly any in sports media honestly if OutKick didn't exist there wouldn't be any that actually pursue the real truth. And it is shameful what the sports media has become a bunch of pussy willows all running around trying to have the exact same opinion as each other refusing to actually look into the evidence and when the evidence counteracts their preferred narrative they shut up and they don't say a word about it. It is pathetic. And by the way we have allowed the NBA and Colin Kaepernick over the last four years to take over sports. Colin Kaepernick has never been a registered voter. Only 20% of NBA players are registered voters. Why are we allowing people who won't even take the time to vote to lecture us on what we should be doing in our own lives when all we want to do is watch sports to escape the serious things in our lives? These are not guys who are even willing to register to vote themselves and they presume to lecture us about what our political opinion should actually be 20% of NBA players registered to vote not voting registered to even legally vote Colin Kaepernick has never voted himself yet the sports media has allowed these guys to be megaphones to spread their own far left wing ideals it's pathetic you know what else is pathetic? Everything about the way the media has covered the coronavirus. We had a great podcast I would encourage you to go listen with Ovik Roy at Ovik A-V-I-K is his Twitter handle genius guy. Went to MIT went to Yale Medical School I said hey what grade would you give the media's coverage of the coronavirus? He said an F would be too high I think I'd have to give them a G. Uh, And one of the problems has been people don't look at the data. They don't know who's actually at risk. They don't know who's actually in danger. And so the CDC quietly over the weekend said that of all of the people that have been listed as corona deaths only 6% of them have exclusively died from coronavirus. 94% of them have had multi-factors comorbidities an average of 26 comorbidities on top of it. That means you could be in fourth stage lung cancer you could have failed liver you could have failed kidney function and if you had the coronavirus you were listed as a coronavirus death. This is a blockbuster report. Now if you are extremely elderly or you are extremely of ill health it's possible the coronavirus put you over the top a little bit faster than you might have otherwise died And also if you were unfortunate enough to live in New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania any of the states where they sent COVID positive patients back into nursing homes and so the overall explosion in deaths occurred we need to be back to work 
We need to be back to school. We need to be back to sports. And we need to protect people in our nursing homes. Nursing homes have 0.6% of all the United States population. They have over half of the deaths. 0.6% of the population over half the deaths. You need to go read my article at OutKick. A guy by the Twitter handle of Skeptic. He's phenomenal. Go follow him. He has calculated that the lockdown has cost more years of life among American citizens than the coronavirus has. Because the people who are dying of the coronavirus are extremely elderly. They're actually older than the average age of death in general. And so his argument is the people that are dying because of lockdowns, dying of opioid addiction, dying because they can't go to their AA meetings or their drug addiction meetings, dying because they've lost their jobs, dying of suicide. Those people are all much younger than the people that are dying of the coronavirus. This is beyond a shadow of a doubt a public health disaster. And the fact that we have made this decision on a social policy level is completely unacceptable. We got to get back to work. We got to get back to school. And we got to get back to sports. And we need it sooner rather than later. I'm fired up about this. Uh, And uh, also, Rona update. For those of you out there that want a Rona update, remember when the media was losing its mind over Florida? And they were like, oh my God, Florida's going to be like New York. Florida's going to be like New Jersey. Florida's going to be like uh, everywhere else in the Northeast that was a disaster. Today, Florida announced less than 2,000 cases. It's the fewest cases since June 15th. On Sunday, they announced 14 deaths. The outbreak all over the South, but in Florida in particular, is over. All of the Corona Bros in the media who were beating the drum about how awful things were in Florida, they have shut up. It's time to get back to work, back to school, back to sports. Congratulations to Governor Ron DeSantis who handled this infinitely better than either of the governors in New Jersey, Murphy, or Governor Cuomo in New York. And also, yesterday on Sunday, hospitalizations are down by half compared to two months ago. Two-month low in hospitalizations. Cases are plummeting two-month low in cases. Deaths are collapsing. It's time to get back to work and back to normal in the good old United States of America. In fact, things are going so well with the coronavirus and Donald Trump is surging all of a sudden to such an extent that Joe Biden got brought out of his basement and they sent him to Pennsylvania to try to campaign. Joe Biden doesn't have a message other than orange man bad. And so if the coronavirus is starting to vanish, there's not really a message that he can latch on to in the next couple of months. Biden is a mess. They're starting to panic. They're starting to panic because the RNC turned it into a boxing match. The debates will make that official. Biden is not running against Donald Trump. He's letting Donald Trump run against himself at some point Two people have to make a choice. It's an election's about two people, not about one person. Can Joe Biden convince you to vote against Donald Trump if you are an independent voter? I'm not sure. I don't think so. There's a reason why Donald Trump is suddenly surging in the odds markets. Trump is even right now 50-50. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in these debates, but you know things are going bad 
when they got Biden out of the basement as Donald Trump surges and as the coronavirus is collapsing. Couple of NFL stories. Alvin Kamara sitting out three straight days that he skipped uh, of the New Orleans Saints practices. He wants a new contract. Leonard Fournette released by the Jacksonville Jaguars after three years. Crazy stat for you. The Jacksonville Jaguars have now gotten rid of two of their top five picks, Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette with virtually nothing in the grand scheme of things to show for either. They are now tanking for Trevor. Last year we had tanking for Tua. Now we have the Jacksonville Jaguars tanking for Trevor. There was even a rumor about Dabo Sweeney potentially taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars and going down to Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's likely, but it is interesting to pay attention to. The Big Ten continues to lie to all of you out there. The Big Ten is not being honest about why they canceled the college football season. They made a disastrous choice. And now they're trying to float the idea of, well, what if we just play in November? What if we play around Thanksgiving? You imbeciles. Admit that you got it wrong. Admit that you blew it. And start playing in late August or early October like everybody else in college football. Kevin Warren, admit that you got it wrong. Or just name Clay Travis Big Ten Commissioner and I'll come in there and I'll wipe out all the presidents and chancellors. I'll go public and I will tell them this is the time to acknowledge that you leaders are idiots and it's time to play college football again. The indoor plan is dumb. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever beyond a shadow of a doubt to suddenly play in November when you claim that you can't play in September. I salute the parents. I salute the players. I salute everybody out there who has acknowledged the stupidity and the idiocy of this decision. Play now. Your fans deserve it. Your players deserve it. Your coaches deserve it. Your parents deserve it. This is an embarrassment and it's an outrage that the Big Ten is not actually playing. Uh, On top of that, uh, Manti Teo, I want to give him a shout out. Shout, Shout out to Manti Teo who once had a fake girlfriend but got married to an Instagram fitness model over the weekend. Props to Manti Teo. Big day for Notre Dame fans out there. Your legendary linebacker got married to a real live girl and as if that were not enough, your legendary linebacker also is now cheering for a team that is willing to actually play football. Notre Dame just rose up all balls in the face style and dunked all over the Big Ten. In particular over Indiana and Purdue for everybody out there. This is incredible. Notre Dame is going to be playing. They are going to have a crowd present. Notre Dame is. And everybody out there in the Big Ten is not going to be playing. Now, Rudy was still offsides. Rudy was still offsides. Go watch that tape. Break it down frame by frame. But, but, I love that Notre Dame isn't just playing college football this year. They are actually playing with crowds present. In a same state, Indiana, where Purdue and Indiana are not allowed to play. Rudy was offsides, but there ain't nothing wrong about Notre Dame playing with fans. Salute to the Fighting Irish for making it happen. Uh, How about those putts? At the PGA on Sunday, 
Dustin Johnson drops a big putt and then John Rahm says, I see your putt and I will raise you one more. Drops an incredible playoff putt to win. That's as good of theater as I have seen in the PGA in a long time. And by the way, do you know why the PGA is dominating? They didn't cancel anything. Tiger Woods laughed it off when he was like, are you guys going to play or not? Hell no, we're playing. Props to the PGA. The reason why your ratings are skyrocketing is because you recognize that people don't want folk false woke crap from you. They want the real just sport. It's simple. Entertain people. Be good at what you do. They don't need you to lecture them about what your political beliefs are. Incredible putt by Dustin Johnson. Even better putt by John Rahm as we come down the stretch run there. Jamar Chase at LSU. Top receiver on most 2021 draft draft boards has decided to sit out the uh, to sit out the season. I don't. I'm not surprised by this decision. You knew it was going to start to creep back once guys started sitting out for college football bowl games. But this is a convenient excuse now to be able to sit out a game if you don't want to play. You don't have to risk anything if you know you're a top ten ish pick. It actually is pretty smart, I think, to sit out. I've said this for a long time. If you told me, the guy already won a national championship. He knows his team is not going to be as good next year. If you told me right now, and hey, maybe true, next year you're going to make $20 million, Clay, I might sit out and not work for the rest of this year because I would know come January or February I'd make $20 million. Why risk it? I don't blame anybody if they know they are set to be a 50, 40, 30 million dollar guy and they're risking all of that money by playing and you just won a national championship and you averaged over 20 yards per catch, it's a business decision. It's a business decision for him. If they're nowhere near as talented at quarterback and they're not going to be, his numbers are going to be down substantially. Why not leave with the best image out there of you and make the decision to continue to roll? So we'll see what happens with LSU but I don't blame Jamar Chase for making the decision to sit out. A couple more things out here on this list. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman. Story came out of nowhere. I want to give a shout out to Chadwick Bozeman, who was able to produce such incredible performances while being in the throes of serious cancer treatments. He never drew attention to himself or sought to make excuses about anything when it came to his overall schedule. Most people were blindsided when he died but the strength that he showed in 42 and being the Black Panther and his ability to overcome incredible health issues and if you remember A lot of people on social media were giving Chadwick Boseman a lot of grief when he lost weight and wasn't as muscular as he used to be. Remember, most of the time you don't know the private battles that anybody is fighting and so the idea that you would go after him because he had lost weight when he was in the midst of chemotherapy and fighting cancer as hard as he possibly could and He didn't tell anyone to provide any kind of story there. He continued to battle 
as hard as he possibly could. It's a shocking news story for a guy that young to suddenly have cancer and die from it but even more shocking was he kept his own medical history private. That's a different level of courage. That's a different level of grace than almost any of us are used to in today's share everything culture. I want to give props to Chadwick Boseman for the battle that he fought and the fact that he did such a courageous job fighting it. Uh, Finally, going to close with something that's not anywhere near as serious. I had and have a high-end fantasy football draft league. I pay over a little over $5,000 to play in a league with 12 people. Cousin Sal's in the league. Furman's in the league. You'd know several other of the people that are in the league. So $5,000 buy-in. You can win like $30,000, $40,000 in this league. All right? I have in that $5,000 league the worst fantasy football team that has ever actually been created. You know how things just start to fall apart when a draft is going on sometimes and like you've got your list of players that you want to draft and like the final couple of uh, people who draft right before you take the guys you want to get and suddenly you're scrambling and then sometimes you end up with a great pick and other times you choke. I choked like six consecutive picks and it was like a slow-moving disaster. Uh, Like in Polar Express, if you've got kids where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this train is about to be on the ice and if a train is going to be on the ice, it's not going to go very well. It's going to be skidding and sliding and everything else. Or if you've ever lost control of a car in ice yourself, And you're like, man, I'm going to hit that wall. I see that wall over there. I may not hit it very fast, but I'm going to hit that wall and you're just sitting there holding the wheel and you're kind of veering from one side or the other hoping the car's going to stop. I hit the wall. I hit it head on. I totaled my car and my fantasy football team is a disaster. I almost feel like I should just drop out, write the check for five grand and just move on rather than try to win with the monstrosity that I created. I blew it. I blew it. When you have four tight ends on your team, it's not good. Some people say, well, just wait. Just wait and actually see if there's available players who are better than anybody expects. No, no, no. We drafted 20 players each in a 12-person league. We took everybody who is decent at all with the idea that there might be COVID-related issues and some of our guys would have to get benched. This ain't a good look for me. I'm honestly, I've already written the $5,000 check. I'm not even going to get to keep it. I, I have no moves. People say make some trades. In order to trade, you have to have good talent. Final thought. My, my fantasy football team's a disaster. Final thought. Brad Pitt. Did you guys see this? Brad Pitt's got a new 27-year-old girlfriend. Here's the wrinkle. Literally, perhaps. She is married to a 68-year-old. 68-year-old is now in an open marriage and Brad Pitt is with his model wife. I don't know about you but if you're 68 years old and your wife is like hey I want to be in an open relationship and be with Brad Pitt you are not in an open relationship anymore. She has picked Brad Pitt over you. Having said that if you're 68 and married to a 27 year old model don't you have to presume that all relationships are open? 
I just don't think there's that many 27-year-olds marrying 68-year-olds. And I'm saying this now. In 28 years, I'll probably be the 68-year-old. Uh, after my wife leaves me, I'll be like, I love her. She loves me. And my kids are going to be like, Dad, you're an idiot. No, she doesn't. She loves you because you're rich. And maybe you'll have to bring this video back up and be like, Clay Travis, you're an idiot. No 27-year-old wants to be with a 68-year-old. So I guess props to her for ending up with Brad Pitt. Condolences to him. I love all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I love all of you. Kisses from me to you. Enjoy the show. Thank you for making August the greatest month in OutKick history. If you enjoy the show, go subscribe for the podcast today. Let's blow the numbers through the roof. I appreciate all of you. I'll be on television with Lock It In slash FoxBet Live here shortly. I appreciate all of your support and hope you have fantastic Mondays. I will see you. Bye. Love you. Thank you, Facebook. See y'all.